Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. So you're so you're going to three fish shows this weekend yeah, I, I, after I, I, Forecastle last weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I agreed. I agreed to this a long time ago, and I did not. I didn't know it was three shows. You well, told and, and, and for the and for, for the longest time, I thought there was a week break. I I, I I thought there was a weekend break between between them. Yeah. So yeah, like you're you're screwed. Yeah, I know. It's I'll I'll be all right though. No, you'll have a great time. It'll be fun, but good lord, that sounds intense. I know. Yeah, I'm, you know, at least I'm not a Popeye. You know, you're gonna yeah, you're not a Popeye, but you may come back a noodle. No, I may come back a noodle. From how much noodling you'll be doing at the fish show? <laughs> from, from from a big bowl of ramen noodles is what I'm going to turn into. <laughs> you know the funniest thing is, if you ever call him Popeye and he hits you for it, you can be like, "That's what Popeye would do." Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what he would do. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 68. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey baby. Hey, hey, baby. Did you eat your spinach before this? You better read I, your spinach before the NBA Finals tonight. That's all I got Yeah, say. I'll have to get it in, in between <laughs> this and that for sure. And it's sure. not because you're pulling for the Celtics. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Popeye Jones used to play for the Celtics, I believe? He might have. I, for some reason, I picture him in a Mavericks uniform. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. look him up. Um, yeah, Mavericks, Wizards. Oh, you oh. already got it, yeah. So you did. So um, he started off his career. Um, cue the music up here. Uh, this is the Popeye for, Jones show. For Arizium Milano, and then the Mavericks for three years, uh, Raptors for two years, Celtics for what appears to be one season, Nuggets for a oh, season. Oh, nice. Wizards. Then Mavericks, then Warriors, um, and then he's a coach. Oh, he's a coach. True a- journeyman. Is he currently a coach? Yes, he is. He's an assistant for the Denver Nuggets. That's fucking tight. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Popeye Jones Show, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> so we were at Forecastle Music Festival in Louisville last weekend. Great times. Got to see Tame mm. Impala. I was just there one night, but uh, we started. <laughs> I don't know how we got on the fascination of Popeye. That was like literally the last thing we did. Our buddy Poppy, our buddy Poppy, we like we always have bits whenever he's in town, and like to make up like fake pro athletes and whatever else. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It was all yeah. Like there was one he was called like Popeye Sanders. Oh yeah, because like, it was after restaurants and like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Popeye yeah. Sanders, Popeye's KFC. So we called, started calling our buddy Dan Burger Popeye Burger. Pretty late at night, pretty sauced, and we were driving at home and just having fun. <laughs> 
No one cares about this shit. I started laughing about it at work today, just unprompted. I had to hide it from Crystal. Did you laugh like this? (laughs) (laughs) We're here today to talk about AEW Double or Nothing. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, we had a great weekend. And you're going to, as you heard in our cold open, going to run it back even harder this weekend with three fish shows in Indianapolis. Yeah, well, I'll report back on how that is. Yeah, I guess you'll hear sometime next week. We're going to have our second Friday episode in a row, which is uh, interesting, mostly due to just our lives and, uh, you know, haven't been able to find time. Or... Right. Well, I'm glad it, I'm kind of glad we did it like this because I thought the, the, the dynamite was was, oh. e- was excellent. And I oh, thought double amazing. or nothing was, you know, like. And it was less of us yeah. not being able to find time more. We're just uh, cashed. Off, right but but yeah uh, i'm glad we got to work that in oh yeah was, definitely this fun. worked out for the best because dynamite it was excellent one of the best of the year for sure uh, and yeah double or nothing was good but it wasn't on the level of the last three pay-per-views I oh yeah think. yeah i mean definitely like i guess like going up to what revolution 2020 20, yeah 2021 yeah. revolution yeah i would yeah, say yeah. So, yeah even throwing in last year's double or nothing and i'd say they're on pretty equal footing but right. we'll we'll dig into it here so i guess uh let's just start here uh with double or nothing i don't have all my shit prepared but we did uh we start let's just start by talking mjf because that hell that's the story this week we just had an episode two weeks ago yeah i mean we've been touting him forever but uh it's his world. We're all just living in it. That may not be so true. <laughs> As, uh, well, I guess let's start with we didn't know anything that had happened about him missing the meet and greet and whatnot Saturday because we were at the festival, not on our phones. Mm-hmm. Pretty hungover Sunday. And like I'm starting to kind of on Twitter, Reddit, whatever, seeing all this shit about MJF, right. no showing the meet and greet. Hey, he's got a plane booked out of Las Vegas before the show. He's not at the show, like all this shit coming, like, you know, to the point where it's like Sean Ross Sapp is reporting that it's a 50-50 chance he even shows up. So wow. it's like, holy shit, what is going on? And then it gets reported that it will, or an AEW had taken down like a promo video in advance as well. So I don't know, you know, it seems like this was all a shoot to begin with that, you know, once we get into Dynamite, a little more of a worked shoot, but uh you know, then they report, hey, it's going to open the show. And apparently he got there like during the buy in. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, within an hour before the show and yeah. left immediately after the show. So right. crazy circumstances abound. Um, but we did have uh, Wardlow and MJF lead off the show. And it was a good old fashioned fucking squash, wasn't it, bud? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, uh, kind of con- like. With the context, it makes a lot of sense. Without the context, because I didn't really have the full context, I was like, what the fuck is that? You know, I was just like, you know, this is kind of a very sort of WWE, you know, kind of way to, to handle this. But uh, with the context, it's, you know, I get it. Yeah, and I mean, it definitely could have been a punishment of sorts for that. I mean, it could have been the plan. I mean, it at least makes sense in the story of, you know, Wardlow being kind of unbeatable, all this security keeping him back and just the hatred he has for MJF that he would just come out and beat the shit out of him. So like, I get that, but I, you know, we love MJF here, obviously. Like I just hated to see him go down like that personally. It's like, this guy's so good. He's carried your show and he gets fucking squashed. But again, it, it makes sense. I just don't like it. 
Yeah, no, I don't like it either. Just because, you know, like he's like, obviously, like if you're going to like really buy into the whole, like I go to these shows and I uh, cheer for the faces and I boo the heel, you know, but like with him, I'm not like that. You know, I don't like to see him lose. Yeah, I, 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 just, is- I don't. Yeah. You know, and so like this was him losing in just kind of a very like blunt and obvious way. And uh, without the story, I think, you know, it would have, you know, like, especially even without like the extra context of him, like wanting to leave and stuff, you know, I still yeah. think like, it's kind of not a great sort of capping cap to that story, but uh, with the context, it, it makes sense. Yeah. You know? Well, and then apparently there was like, not apparent, there was some fan footage. Um, oh no, this is, I'm already getting ahead at dynamite shit. We got, let's stay on task here. I'm sorry. Um yeah, very interesting way to open the show. Um, you know, it, it was a great moment for Wardlow. Let's get that out there. He is freed of his shackles, finally. He is all elite, as they say. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here, for sure. Because now sure. he's kind of built up pretty heavily. So, Like TNT guy, you know, or maybe like Yeah, I was TM just Punk talking Challenger. about this. I was just on Band from Ringside, our fellow VGM mates. Uh, check them out if you haven't. And JCB brought up the question, who's Punk's first opponent? They both said Miro, which is definitely what I was thinking. But I kind of went out on a limb. I'm like, what about Wardlow? I mean, he's certainly at that level. I think he even had the number one ranking last night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, how tight would that be? That'd be pretty cool. Um, you know, that would be like a big, you know, like, like is he undefeated in AEW, technically? No, no, he's got some losses from, like, you know, tag team shit or when he was with MJF, but he definitely – I don't think he's lost a singles match, at least recently. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think he's got, like, four losses or something. I, I, like, that That would be a good challenger for Punk and a good first L for Wardlow to take. And it would truly – it would definitely help legitimize Punk right out of the gate, too, because yeah. it's like you just beat this badass who no one could stop, so – yeah. But yeah, it's probably a little too early for that, but just something that I thought was a little bit exciting. But what wasn't super exciting was our, <laughs> our next match where the Hardys defeated the Young Bucks in 19 minutes, 15 seconds. It was fine. I'm not yeah. going to say it was like a shitty match, but pretty underwhelming. Jeff Hardy definitely looked hurt. Like he was moving slow. Um, and I just, I thought the Bucks, I think you would pick the Hardys, but I just thought the Bucks needed the win more. Um, but clearly they're going to be pushing the Hardys a little bit here. Yeah. It seems like they definitely are. Um, and I mean, the Bucks already got their Lucha Bros challenge, so it seems like they're doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think of the match? Uh, yeah. You know, it was like, I don't know, like it, like usually whenever you think of Hardys, you think of like big, like daring kind of spots and stuff like that. It was kind of a weird mix of styles. Because with the Bucks, you want like kind of a classic AEW tag team, and the Hardys are just kind of, I don't know. Um, I they're guess old. Just old. <laughs> Let's yeah, put it yeah. that way. They're yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, they're they're old and all about like big spots and stuff like that. And and this match just didn't really have many that stuck out to me. And Jeff, again, Jeff was clearly hobbled in some way. He just didn't look the same, you know, clearly not the same as he did against Darby a few weeks ago, where he was doing everything. And maybe it's that's taken a toll on him. I, I mean, God damn. And all these years he's been doing it, but right. yeah. And I know these, te- these teams that had matches before we talked about, I know, didn't you think it was like a first time ever, but they'd done it in ring of honor before. And I know it was good back then. So I think, you know, the hype was well, not the hype. My expectations were a little higher than what was delivered. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 It was a little bit, but I don't know. It was, um, it was yeah. fine. 
Yeah, it was fine. You know, like I said, the first part of the show is just really, you know. I yeah, yeah. I do think real once we get to Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby, which probably shouldn't have even been on the show. Yeah. Um, that's when it really started picking right. up. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of like weird matches that they just kind of jammed in there. It was overall bloated. Yes, you know, yes, bloated. absolutely. We should have set up with that because that was Diesel's big complaint we just talked about. I mean, it was almost a five hour show. Yeah, it was so longer by, than either night of WrestleMania. I feel like yeah, we watched, you know, by far. Like those yeah. were both like three and change. I feel like, uh-huh. um, yeah, all, five hours too long. And they had added the Darby and Darby and O'Reilly and the Lambert Fest match. Those two got added like two days before. It's I like mean, why you've well, already got eleven matches. Yeah, they did all that, and you couldn't add FTR. Like you know, like, exactly. What, yeah. what a weird decision. Exactly. Yeah. So Popeye must be booking this. <laughs> You must be have the Popeye Bluto match coming up. Uh, but you mentioned FTR. So, you know, we've talked about in the past, will the Hardys win the tag team titles? This win over the Bucks definitely puts them in a better position. Obviously, FTR is still the hottest tag team you got, but they do have the Ring of Honor titles. So who do you think becomes champs first, FTR or Jeff or the Hardys? Yeah, that, uh, FTR or the Hardy. Um... Who wins the AEW tag team titles first? I would, FTR I would hope, or the Hardys? I, I, I would hope FTR. Like, I think, like, the Hardys winning that it would just be very – like, what kind of a title reign would that be? You know? Like, yeah, it's just like – like, them going up against like, – like, they would have to – you know, they've already beaten the Bucks. They'd have, to, they'd have to beat the Lucha Bros, which would be borderline incredulous – yeah and then again ftr probably you know like i just think it might it feels like it's gonna happen and i know that's what we talked about when they when jeff first came that's when we talked about it and i think we both thought that they would but now that now that i've seen it i don't want it at all yeah i agree no i'm kind (laughs) of like Kind of pretty mom on that yeah i think matt hardy should be renamed fat hardy fat hardy No, he's just looking a little, little long in the waist. Yeah. I don't know. They're fine. There's just so much other talent that I'd rather see than them. Let's just put it right. that way, plain yeah. and simple. All right, next match, another blah. Jade Cargill defeats Anna Jay again in seven minutes, 25 seconds. Uh, the match I, was a footnote here to what happened after which was Stokely Hathaway and Athena making their debuts. So you probably don't know too. Was Ember Moon I, I, in NXT? Yeah, when, yeah. It, okay, it, so it, that's Ember Moon. Is Athena is Ember Moon. Okay. And then Stokely Hathaway, he was a character, but he, he's always been like a manager. I think he wrestled a little bit back in Ring of Honor. Uh-huh. I haven't seen much of him, but he played a character in NXT called Malcolm Bivens that was mm. – you know, that's he's a great manager, but again, right. I haven't seen much of him, and I think he fits in nicely with Jade and crew. But uh, yeah, no need to talk about the match. We knew Jade was gonna win, but yeah. uh, you know, we got to it's not Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, but we get two fun debuts here, and uh, you know, hopefully adding a little fire to the women's division that frankly needs it, yeah, especially to that TBS title thing. Like, that really that, 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 that's really been just kind of a meh. Yeah, I mean it's been the Jade show, and I'm fine with that. Like they've booked the ti- they've booked the title around her, right? For sure. So it's fine in that regard, and she's probably going to hold on to it for a while. But I'd say now we've got our first legitimate challenger, right? Um, so that'll be fun. <clears throat> and then JCB brought up the point, like, so 
where does smart Mark Sterling fit into this? Cause you know, he wasn't out there on dynamite with them last night and Stokely referred to himself as Jade's publicist. Uh-huh. So you can still have a publicist and a lawyer. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Mark Sterling kind of tries to get back in the fold here. And you know, I'm all for more Mark Sterling TV time. Yeah, no, he's a witty guy. <laughs> uh, okay. Now we get our first good, ma- good match of the night. I'd say with the house of black defeating the death triangle, 15 minutes, 35 seconds. And we finally get the culmination of the Julia Hart storyline mm-hmm. where she came out and black misted. Was it pack in the face? Pac, for- yeah. The loss so glad to see that finally pay off um i thought the match was mostly pretty damn good we had that brody king botch on the apron right. um th- that he recovered from pretty well but once this match got cooking you know it was exactly what we wanted it to be a lot of high spots quick spots you know good chemistry hard strikes um this was a lot of fun yeah probably one of the better malachi black has been booked in um aew yeah. you know against like you know good opponents you know, an opponent that, you know, when beating them, like it's like cred building, you know, and Cody just kind of wasn't that, you know, I know. People, yeah, not at yeah, the time. Not the time. Yeah. But uh, no, I thought this was, you know, this was definitely, it had good wrestling and then it had like good drama in it too, yeah. you know, with, with the Julia Hart stuff. Cause I had kind of forgotten because I remember it was really hilarious whenever she got um, pink eye or black eye or whatever it was. And, yeah. uh, you know, the black mist and she like sat there all like solid. Yeah. Just sit there on the ring steps and come out with varsity blondes. Yeah. So yeah. it's been like a long, long yeah. story here. Yeah. That finally paid off. Yeah. So that, that like, I kind of thought that was sort of hilarious and silly, but you know, now yeah. that that has a narrative purpose, it's cool. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Really when cool. that segment a few weeks ago, when she was out there with the varsity blondes, it was just a dud. So yeah, I'm yeah. glad to see that. They're, happen. They're, they're, they're back at Java high, man. History yeah. teachers, <laughs> U S yeah, history they, and world. They, really, yeah. Yeah, they are yeah. <laughs> tough break. Yeah. Um, uh, I did see today, serious note real quick that Brian Pillman's mother passed away. Today. Oh no. Um, oh, the- talked about in the MJF promo and, um, I, he basically said like, you know, due to her life choices, like this was, we knew this was going to happen at some point, but right. RIP and best to Brian Pillman, For local sure. guy here, actually one of the bartenders I work with knows him very well. So, uh, all the best to Brian Pillman and his family. Just For wanted sure. to mention that. Um, but yeah, back to house of black, I've said it a million times, like this feud has been going on long enough, even without Phoenix. And we've gotten zero singles matches from these crew, I feel like there could be a lot of great matchups yeah. in here. So uh, hopefully we see it because uh, there could be some good shit. And we've seen enough of the trio stuff with these guys. So, right. But yeah, good stuff here. And then we have the Owen Hart Foundation men's tournament final in which Adam Cole defeats Samoa Joe in 12 minutes, 30 seconds in a match that I thought ended right as it was kind of getting going. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like, I don't know, like, this one was a, kind of again a bit of a letdown for me too. Like you know, being in a in a weird spot on the card too. Yeah, you know, coming now. Yeah, I was really fired up about this. We talked about it uh, in our picks. Like you know, these two have barely crossed paths. Uh, big contrast of styles. I just figured with this tournament that they'd want to have more of a you know an epic type finish. You know, it sure. didn't need to be a thirty minute match, but give them 20 and let them get to a certain point. But, you know, the wrestling, the match was fine. It just, it just felt like it took a bit to get going. And then, like I said, like once I was kind of getting into the match, it ended. 
Um, so a little bit of a bummer there, but you know, the match was fine. Was just hoping for a little more. And, uh, I, I th- honestly thought that Jay Lethal and his crew would inter- interfere here, interfere but come it, out. Yeah. Yeah. It was just Bobby fish, right? He, he yeah, just so came just out and fish. got on the, yeah. got on the apron and Joe was distracted and yeah. Cole ended up hitting the boom for the win. But yeah, yeah uh, just a, like you said, bit of a letdown, bit anticlimactic, but Adam Cole is our Owen Hart uh, yes, cup winner. And unfortunately what we didn't want to happen happened and we've got the power couple as the winners as dr Britt baker dmd defeated ruby soho in 13 minutes 20 seconds we both picked chris statlander yeah <laughs> so uh, we didn't even have a chance going in but nope. i actually thought this match was better than the men's match it just yeah. flowed it flowed a lot better um you know we've seen these two before they've got pretty good chemistry yeah they're, she's a good opponent for Britt. you know that was yeah. Britt's like outside of thunder rose so like the kind of biggest challenge, like the most legit challenger during that title run, I feel like. Totally agree. Yeah. And, you know, this was another very solid match. Um, but I think they got the rent, the winner wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and well, and I mean, they kind of like brought it back on Dynamite too a little bit, uh, you know, with like that. What was that? That was it a two? Was it a, a the tag four, match? Yeah. Tag match. Yeah. Is what it was. I don't know if it was a like a her and Jamie Heater. It was yeah. her and Jamie Heater against Ruby and uh Tony Storm. T- I thought Tony that was Storm. another very good match. Yeah, no, I thought that was I thought that was a little bit better than this one too. But uh yeah, yeah. like I don't know. Uh like I thought it was, you know, like I don't know. Like I think this is it was like pretty sort of like par for for Brit, like sort of like playing to sort of her strengths. Um, you know, I'm kind of would like to see her, I guess. I don't know, breakthrough and sort of be something different now that she doesn't have the title. Yeah. And I I just think she didn't, she didn't need this, you know, she's already over, you know, no matter what she does, she's going to have a spot and, you know, Ruby, you know, obviously she's pretty damn good, but she hasn't gotten that big win yet. And I think this just could have benefited her a lot more than it's going to benefit Brit. You know, let's see if they do more with Cole and Brit together. Um, But they didn't do that last night. So um, yeah, not really a fan of how these tournaments kind of ended up, you know, I was pretty exactly. excited for them when it started. And then we had these qualifying matches, which were cool. And it just, the tournament just never really felt that important, I guess. No, And like, we don't really even know outside of like the narrative, like power couple, like what you get from this. Yeah. You, know? you just get your belt. Which yeah. They have a cool, cool looking belt. Are yeah, they going to defend that? Yeah. I doubt I it. Now they but... have like a nice speech, you know, from yeah. uh, Owen Hart. Yeah. So. Mar- Martha Hart there. Yeah. That yeah. was a good moment. Very cool moment with the crowd mm-hmm. and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, wrong winner. I, you know, we both predicted Cole obviously, but, uh, Brit just didn't need it. And uh, talking about a match we didn't need, uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky and Paige Van Zant defeat Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti. What the fuck was going on here? This is, First this of is, all, this is very like, WWE too. I feel Sammy like Sammy you know? has been now presented as a heel pretty yeah. heavily on television, but yet is a babyface for this match. Like, why is he and Kazarian together? Yeah. Who's a clear babyface, especially after Scorpio turned on him again, pairing him with these new heels that everybody wants to hate. 
it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, well, it was like, what was the thing? Like, who did they think they needed to put in this show? Like, which of these like wrestlers? Yeah, did why, they think, like, why has... did this need to be on the show? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. because I don't think Ethan Page or Squ- I mean, I guess maybe like Ethan oh, we need to have- Page is the only one. Like, I like or, 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 or the TNT. I mean, he's the TNT champion. Do you think yeah. they were like, yeah, we need to have like the the guy with the second you know best men which i don't even think it's show. been i don't even think the tnt champs been on either of the last two pay-per-views no yeah oh good point because i think i remember we talked yeah. about that yeah. um but yeah i just don't who wanted to see this match who cared about the result of this match like i wanted sky page and van zant to win by far and i think the crowd did too but yet we're supposed to be cheering for for the other team i don't know it was it was a clusterfuck who knows yeah Paige van zant looked pretty good in her debut but i thought she was doing it too much of this like with her arms like she'd hit a move and she's like look at me look how tough i am yeah um but the work was pretty good for it being her first match and you know having i think just started training right yeah and like this is like this is the first like co-ed like mix match like i've seen an aw in a while like i'm trying to remember the last one yeah they've definitely done them but it, it has been a while for sure especially when they do it like three on three um right. but yeah at least you know that was something unique but uh i mean sammy and ty are doing great as heels they were being assholes out there but why are they paired with kazarian yeah that's really weird yeah <laughs> fuck they, they that yeah. fuck that match yeah and See this ya. feud Get them at. Uh, I guess the one positive is that because of the win by Scorpio and team, neither Sammy nor Kazarian can challenge him for the TNT title. So there's our silver lining. Right. Get him out. Get him a fresh opponent. Um, Okay. Now we're now we're starting to get to the good part of the show. About three hours at this point. (laughs) Not quite. But uh, another match that I said didn't need to be on the card, but I fucking loved it was Kyle O'Reilly defeating Darby Allen in nine minutes, 45 seconds. Um, Talk about making the most of your time. This one was a sizzler from the beginning. Got physical Darby bleeding from the mouth and uh, how about KOR picking up the W, baby? Yeah, no, nice to see him get like a singles win. You know, he's yeah. out of all the new people, he's kind of been, you know, I don't know, like he doesn't seem like he's been in like the main picture outside he's of like been in the you know, tag team more than not. But yeah, yeah, yeah but, but, I'm just very happy to see him get this. Win. Oh, yeah, me too. Like Darby didn't need it. Like he didn't have Sting because Sting, like, what was it, got hurt? Uh, so O'Reilly was the one that took him out. And that's yeah. why they had this match just on very short notice. But yeah, yeah. they, the Undisputed Elite took him out and O'Reilly put like the chair over his knee and did the flying knee from the top rope. So yeah, yeah that's Darby's kind of getting his trying to get his revenge revenge so yeah you know like a like a, a pretty decent feud i mean you know to like you know give them like darby allen to kind of mix up i mean with, no build yeah. coming in it was yeah. really just one week but like the match well, was great and but, i'll be but, do they continue this i i hope they do you know i, I think, would think like, they I, would yeah, yeah sting's I, gonna be out for a bit i presume yeah yeah and then like when he comes back it's gonna be a big thing you know that's gonna be like a big tide turner in the feud uh, yep. yeah but, you yeah, know i think it's pro- promising yeah, and want to go on what you said uh, last week too, like O'Reilly wanting O'Reilly in the finals of the Owen Hart tournament. Like at least he got a win in that too. Who'd he beat? Phoenix. So yeah, yeah, he's starting to get a little notoriety. And Diesel even brought up on BFR. He's like, I, to me, I think this means that maybe Kyle O'Reilly's a little higher on the totem pole now than Darby. Probably. Which at first I scoffed at, but then he made the point. He's like. But Darby's a Cody guy, and 
um, KOR is a young bucks guy. So you know, I just hmm. thought it was an interesting take because MJF also a Cody guy and we see what's going on with him now. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I personally still feel that Tony Khan probably views Darby above Kyle O'Reilly, but maybe not. I, I you, we love Kyle O'Reilly here. So oh, yeah. Uh, and Darby's still their, like, their, their homegrown guy, but yeah, I yeah. mean, ever since the TNT title run, it's kind of, you know, he has it's sort of, you know, a little sputtery, a little sputtery, like a little bit of a flat line, you know, especially like getting paired with Sting. You think that well, he, maybe... he did have the MJF feud though, which was really good. So other than that, yeah, but yeah, good match. No build, but uh, hey, it was solid. Another match that was good with no build. <laughs> Thunder Rosa defeats Serena Deeb in 16 minutes, 55 seconds. Very, you know, just like the last match, we had about two weeks of build here. Right. It was pretty dumb, but we have two good wrestlers, so we knew it was going to be a good match, and it was. Um, yeah, I really like this. What about you? Yeah, no, I really liked it. I mean, like, the, the, they, these were two, like, she was clearly the best challenger you know, for Thunder Rosa, like the best person for her to go up against. Um, I would like to see this continue too. I mean, you know, you would think like Serena Deeb would be like the next best person, to like take the belt off of Thunder Rosa. And I mean, maybe her reign will end sooner rather than later. Cause like you said, you know, AEW kind of struggles booking their uh, baby face uh, champions. Yeah. I mean, she's so, barely even yeah. been on TV since yeah. winning the title. Yeah. And I like, like who else she, does she, is she going to like, you know, is she going to feed with? You know, like so I kind of something I talked about was maybe Chris Statlander turns heel. Yeah, it could be. And because she's kind of coming to the aid of Anna Jay. Right. So it's like maybe she turns on her. Uh I think that would make a lot of sense, especially because she's already got this kind of new character where she is big, badass, tough. Like, I feel like you turn her heel and heat her up. That could be something nice. Yeah, no, that could be, you know, you'd have to get her away from the Jade feud. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, as currently constructed, I don't know who it's going to be, but whoever it is, let's just get a proper build. Yeah, because that would be uh, quite right. nice. Um, right. Um, Serena Deeb is like deserving of it, though. That's the thing, you know, for sure. Like, like after, after all, like the whole like Sheeta stuff and coming out on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. It made okay. sense. Then, uh, like we said, that was like the best women's feud they've had in a long time. Right. Um, but. Yeah, she's that's the thing. She's not a great talker, so right. she's an awesome wrestler. But have her do play to her strengths, like she did with Sheeta. Just have her come out and beat the shit out of her with a kendo stick, or what? Just use her violence rather right. than her words. Exactly. So, but yeah, whoever it is, let's just get Th- Thunder Rosa. Wasn't even on Dynamite last night. Nope. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I did really love her outfit in this match, though. Yeah, yeah, it was was like like the black bodysuit with like the the, all the brightly colored polka dots or whatever they were. Very cool. Um. Okay. All right. Now we're now we're really cooking here. (laughs) The anarchy in the arena match, Mm -hmm. where Jass defeats Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, and Santana by referee's decision. Holy fuck, this was wild. <laughs> it was. And uh, I remember as I was watching this live on that stream you sent me. Yeah. And um, so, like, for some reason, I was watching it in, like, the small screen. You know those, like, those toxic chats that show up? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, I was watching this and just reading that toxic chat. And it was, like, like, like it was actually, like, as terrible as the things that people were saying in there, it was kind of, like, very fitting. 
because like yeah. you know they come in and the music just goes and goes and goes <laughs> and people so are just like what funny. the fuck is about this music horrible or horrible you know just like, yeah yeah like like it's just this like explosion of nastiness yeah uh, that, that, like that, that the co- grossest that co- part of the internet yeah that, that that coincided from that and the match in a little bit like the match was nasty you know in For a good sure. way yeah you know, with the mustard and it the was blood. very nasty was, i mean yeah. hell fucking matt menard two minutes in has pieces of his head missing from the yeah. fork yeah. and he's just like gushing blood and it's like Holy shit, we're yeah, on. Yeah. That was yeah. literally like three minutes into the match. Well, 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 Wild Thing was still playing. Yeah, was still playing. What a, oh, fun, I, I, what, what a what a funny touch there, I think. This was was there a awful. reason for that, or did they just do it? I think just to add to the, the anarchy of it all. Yeah. Like as it was happening, I was just dying. When that then when the song repeated, I'm like, oh, that is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just to like add to the chaos of it all. Right, right. And the, the song being wild <laughs> thing was just really funny. <laughs> um, but I loved this. I thought this exceeded all expectations. Yeah. Um, I the image of Eddie Kingston walking down the ramp at the end, covered in blood with that gas can and just that fucking look on his face. That's just one of those special ones. You'll never forget. What a nasty guy. And <laughs> I mean, um, he tried to think, set him on fire. Do you think it was gas? Because like, you know, that was not about to happen. I mean, whether it was or it wasn't, they obviously weren't going to light it. Yeah. yeah, it they, probably, they weren't light it, it probably wasn't, but yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, it was still like a nice, and then, um, the toxic chat was, you know, going crazy. As oh, I bet. Mad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then that was cool because obviously he and Danielson had had their issues coming in. They clearly don't like each other, but we're on the same team. And when he poured the gas, you know, Danielson's got him in a hold. So it's like, obviously it's going to get on him. <laughs> he was just recklessly dumping it out. And then Danielson fucking loses it on him as, yeah. you know, I, I probably would too. What are you going to set me on fire as well? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, yeah, a little chaos I, amongst the ranks, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess Eddie Eddie Kingston's not Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, it would take a lot for him to get into that. I mean, maybe yeah. he will eventually, but um, and then eventually, I don't remember what had ended up happening to Kingston, but um, they ended up clocking Daniel Bryan with like the pole from the ring and then choking yeah. him out with it, they, which was a uh, a great finish for sure. Yeah, it was a good finish because he had Mox had like undone the turnbuckle. Yeah, that and, was um, like I remember a long I, time I went and got beers with Addy and he like watched clips from the Anarchy in the uh, I want to call it Anarchy in the UK. Yeah. But that's a Clash <laughs> album, isn't it? Or or, yeah, that, yeah. or a Sex Pistols or something. One of the two. Yeah, one of the two. But yeah, like he was like, oh yeah, the ring was all falling apart, and I was just yeah. like, yeah, that's what it, it was. It you truly know? was Anarchy in the arena. Yeah, you know, I hope they like kind of because that this wasn't like one of those like. Texas death matches or things like that, where it's like, oh yeah, you go to like, you know, it, it was kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, and like kind of as it started and the music was repeating, I was just like, what? But you know. Yeah, I agree. I, like it, it took me a minute to even realize, like, holy shit. Like, and I rewatched it again. And yeah, I fucking loved it. But yeah, you're yeah. right. Like, as it was happening, it it really was just like, what is going on? And then it's like quick camera cut guy covered in blood quick camera cut guy covered in blood 
And, you know, once the music stopped, I think they kind of settled in Settle a little in, bit. Yeah. I mean, the only rule was that the pinfaller submission had to happen in the ring. But right. I thought they did a great job of utilizing the arena. Like you said, we got the backstage and the concourse with the mustard and all that shit. Yeah. We had them fighting in the freight elevator, which the announcers were losing it. Like, oh, my God, what if that elevator closes and goes? Whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was great, man. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it, it a lot. Obviously, get, getting compared to Stadium Stampede, because, you know, that's what Jericho wanted initially. I thought this shit's all over Stadium Stampede 2, and I think it's pretty equal with number one. I mean, it's hard looking back on number one, in the lens at that time being may of 2020 and in the true heart of the pandemic, but it was the absolute perfect match for that moment. Right. But like in a vacuum, this was better. I think for sure. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. But yeah, it was chaos, madness, bloody. And, uh, what happens now? I mean, what Kingston and Ortiz? Uh, oh, we did. We know what happens now. The haircut, the haircut business. Yeah, the hair, guts, hair yeah. and then blood and guts. So, yeah, duh, I'm uh, just so used to asking that question. What's going to happen from here that uh, we already know answered. But uh, yeah, good shit. Good shit. Uh, match of the night for sure. If you ask me. What about you? Oh, match of the night. Yeah. Mm. Well, we can. No, we have we. We've got a couple to go here, but uh, this is probably the most entertaining. Uh, the mo- the most skill. I mean, I also I, I also enjoyed Punk and Hangman a whole lot. Uh, okay, I would say those are I, my, my, my two favorite. This was the most entertaining uh, wrestling wise. Yeah, those were my two favorite as well. Um, we'll get into the main event shortly, but before that, as we're hitting the fourth hour of this show, uh, Jurassic Express defeats swerve swerve in our glory that's a dumb name keith lee and swerve strickland and powerhouse hobbs and ricky stalks in 17 minutes 15 seconds good match i was pretty surprised by the result i know you you did pick jurassic express uh but i thought there would be a title change here yeah yeah no and i yeah i mean i guess like i don't know i don't i I don't know like I, i i think it's time for a title change i just don't think these guys yeah, I mean yeah, FTR. Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's like many other better teams. Um, I wish like a team Taz team would win an actual belt that, and get out of that's kind the of their thing. Beat, I would. I, I story picked, limbo. I picked you know? them, and I would have loved to see Starks and Hobbs win. Like, just imagine Starks gloating. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. and like they're due for that. I just want Team Taz to get out of that sort of B story limbo they've yeah. been in. You know, and like they they make the most of it. So like you know, it's not like a bad thing. But I think you know. They could they can move out of kind of like their like little sphere of, you know, yeah. narrative. Push them up a little bit, but uh, yeah. What'd you think of the match? I thought it was exciting for sure. I mean, yeah. whenever you have kind of three teams going at it that can all kind of do good double team moves and uh, yeah. Luchasaurus obviously doing his thing out there. You know, it was well, a lot of fun. They, well, they were all paired pretty well. Like it was all like you know, kind of Jungle Boy, and then like the big guy Luchasaurus. It was all like you know, fast guy, and then big guy uh yeah no, I, I thought it was i mean luchasaurus you know shine you know kind of like what he usually does uh i don't know uh I, I like i said this one was i don't know it was a pretty classic aew tag match with like what seemed like just a little bit of bigger guys than what i'm normally used to it wasn't like a young yeah. box versus top flight kind of jump fest but it was you know kind of a good mix of that yeah. and sort of just a more um a stronger style uh no i enjoyed it i thought this was like a great warm-up you know, uh, for the end. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I was into it. 
Yeah, it wasn't a popcorn match. I mean, there wasn't no, really all. one. I mean, yeah. if you were truly going to have one, it would have been probably the fucking Ethan Page, Sammy bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was very good. Um, the whole uh, Christian not turning on Jungle Boy continue. That's the thing. I thought that was going to happen here because right. they've obviously been teasing it, but... It does not, and Jurassic Express lives another day. Uh, I forgot to mention right before this, we had the video package with Andrade introducing yeah. Roosh, uh, his old stablemate from Los and Gobernables in CMLL in Mexico. Uh, I'm excited about this. He's a guy I've not seen a ton of. I really love his brother, Dragon Lee, um, but I've you know what I've seen of Roosh, I've enjoyed, and interestingly enough, I just wrote an article today about oh, yeah. Los and and Gobernables, uh, starting in Mexico and then Naito kind of taking it to Japan. Not published yet, but it was a fun write. Um, and yeah, so excited to see Roosh and maybe, you know, that'll give Andrade something different to do. He basically said, fuck the Andrade family office because that was stupid. Yeah. And hopefully he can kind of build his own faction and maybe they go with the Los and Gobernables name or something similar. So yeah, just yeah. didn't want to forget yeah, that. The whole family office stuff just needs to go. Like, yeah, like it, so it, it, yeah, yeah, it's fading away. Okay. Our main event in which CM Punk defeats hangman adam page in 25 minutes 40 seconds i'm just gonna ask you give it to me what'd you think what do you think of the result yeah i mean like i felt like you know i i picked it because like i felt like the winds were changing and then kind of when hangman kind of came out early and started dominating and started kind of like gloating and kind of doing like you know like they kind of mix sort of like a like a like a championship bravado with this sort of like, like it was sort of counterbalanced with the whole like anxious millennial kind of thing where he sort of didn't know what to do when mm -hmm. he had that moment. And like, kind of like whenever he was like sort of, you know, on top and, and display that bravado, it seemed very artificial and awkward. And then kind of when he did that, I was like, yeah, you, you're losing this shit, man. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, you know, really enjoyed this. Um, you know, I thought like, you know, the way they just kind of built the match, I thought um, really kind of at least did the hangman title run some like story justice, I think yeah. to where like, you know, maybe he can come back after this, but it's like, you know, uh, like they kind of didn't really give him like, like, I don't know, like it, it, it seemed like really front loaded with, with his opponents, you know, you had like your Daniels and stuff yeah and then kind of like with this, it's sort of like, yeah, you know, you, you need to lose and kind of like sort of fall back into like what you were a little bit in order to be able to kind of bounce back and get to the place we want you to be because this mm -hmm. title run didn't get you to that place no it did not yeah nothing ever came close to him winning it um yeah. in terms of like a moment but i was a little more bummed than i thought i would be um even though picking cm punk obviously hangman's my guy very attached to him uh but i'll tell you what i really really wanted him to fucking clock him with that belt I yeah. was just sitting there, just hit him, yeah. Yeah. hit him. And he just couldn't, and, and, and he just had no idea what to do. And, then, and I, I, think, I think even like JR had like a pretty good, like, you know, like he doesn't like, he's like, he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm kind of understand like what his mentality is, but you know, I don't really get. Yeah. Nothing. It was that moment was awesome. Like the, the way they built it all to that and that costing him, I thought was very well done. Yeah. Uh, very similar pretty much same finish that Bret Hart and Roddy Piper did at WrestleMania eight. Yeah. Um, so a nice callback to that, but yeah, I was bummed. Um, obviously I'm a CM Punk guy too. So right. I'm still happy to see him with the belt. Um, 
just sad to see Hangman's reign end, even though I predicted, you know, I picked CM Punk as well. And, you know, the reign itself wasn't as great as the chase, which we knew was going to be the case. But uh, he'll be back for sure. Oh, yeah. And, and I feel like it'll be more like maybe someone like Moxley, like maybe be back a little sooner. Like, you know, it doesn't seem like he's injured where he needs to take a, you know, a, a long break like Kenny. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to take a break at all. I mean, we'll yeah, because he had the big break, you know. Like, yeah, exactly. Kind of before this. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, he may have, like, I would guess he'll be back on TV next week. Um, I, did they maybe even announce a match? They might uh, have, but yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, the match was good. I will say in on a rewatch, too, the two botches from CM Punk when he tried to do the buckshot lariat yeah. kind of took me out of it a bit, because, yeah. you know, if you'd fuck it up once, are you really going to try it again? Like that was a little tough to watch. Um, yeah. And it really did pull me away for a bit. And then right. there was another moment on a, on a two count where Paul Turner, his count, I don't know if it was punk kicking out late or him like making his count too fast, but did you pick that? It was like one moment where it's like, Oh, that felt a little bit off. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So like, yeah, the match was very good, but like those things, I mean, botches are botches. They happen, but right. to do it again was not the greatest look. Um, but yeah, it was, I think CM Punk, frankly, couldn't keep up with that. I thought hangman was the better performer in this match. Sure. Um, yeah. Little, like a little younger, a little bit more edge, you know, yeah, CM Punk's kind of more is, of a ground guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to talk shit about Punk, and I hope he has a great reign, and I'm excited to see it. Uh, I just wish he was heel because that yeah. would be a little that would be a little more fun. But think, maybe. I mean, uh, yeah. oh, I mean they could. I guess like him and FDR have been heels, but I mean that'd be hard. You know, at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, especially I mean FTR is now over his faces for sure. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's our show. Um, I'd say middle of the road in terms of AEW pay per views. Definitely the weakest we said in the last year um but still you know overall i'd say give it a b b yeah. plus you yeah. know like there was still a lot of great shit but like you said too bloated like get rid of the the page van Zan sammy bullshit as much as i liked it the kyle o'reilly darby match wasn't really necessary yeah um like and more buy-in material than the hook stuff you know honestly yeah like the hook yeah. stuff's great and all but like you know that's more buy-in material i feel like yeah or just put it on dynamite. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was still a good show. And uh, now we're building to Forbidden Door, which uh, we will be at and uh, we'll yes. be here before we know it, like three and a half weeks. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Jeez. Yeah. And one, we got, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you got a big month. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. But um, we do have our first unofficial match, which. I guess it's, we'll talk about it in Dynamite, but Punk sure. versus Tanahashi. Shit. Yeah. Gentlemen and ladies, Father's Day is just around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all the father figures out there are looking daddy material this June. Mm-mm, little daddy magic. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0, is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. Oh. This right, yeah, this right here is no dad joke. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. 
Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. Trust me, his dad bod will thank you. Yeah, his dad bod's got a mouth that, that talks that will thank you. Um, but Manscaped is designed with fathers <laughs> in mind. And the performance package 4.0 is here just in time for your pop special day. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviner toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold his goodies. That's a heck of a package. Yeah, yeah, it's that's a good package for goodies. Uh, first off, let me say let me let me say by starting, <laughs> <laughs> the lawnmower 4.0 will be the official MVP of Father's Day because that fourth generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce screaming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The mm. lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight he needs for a more precise shave. Zip. Does your dad use the same trimmer for his body and face? Ew. Let's throw out the <laughs> let's uh, let's throw out the window. <laughs> let's, let's let's take the window off the hinges and throw it along, it along with that and give him the upgrade he deserves. Uh, but wait, there's more. Oh. Manscaped. Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea there would be more. But there's no. Bullets. Uh, Manscaped just launched their brand new boxers 2.0 that are, dare I say, the best boxers ever. 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 Probably. In general. Yeah, in general. <laughs> um, well, we all know dads love their comfort, but some are just around the corner. The boxers 2.0 are here to save every father from the uncomfortable heat, especially if you live around the swamp ass area we live. Um, mm. Anyway, these new boxers are packed with revolutionary features, including the jewel pouch. Oh, yeah. Designed to cradle his boys in their own special space. This right here is a game changer. Mm. Whether he's mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, or golfing in the sun, the three things dads like to do. (laughs) Moisture wicking boxers. Ooh, moisture wicking sounds pretty nice. Uh, Breathe without breaking a sweat. But dads, buy this for yourself. Sons, buy this for you and your dad. Ladies, buy this for your man and your dad. And dog daddies, you deserve this treat too. Cat dads, cat dads, you can piss right off. <laughs> but what you can do is get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. Where? You know, manscaped.com. And use the code BBB. Shake what your mama gave you. Nah, shake what your daddy gave you. Yeah. And if you do, your balls will thank you. Salud. It's AEW Dynamite, episode 139, live for the first time from Los Angeles, California. In the Kia Forum, yes. and is that the we, former Great Western Forum? That's what that is. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think it's remained the Forum uh, yeah. for a while. But right. um, yeah, we had uh, to start the show. We have CM Punk and FTR defeating the Ass Boys and Max Caster, and we had a little uh, shindig beforehand. <laughs> the Ass Boys yelling and. Getting the yeah. crowds saying ass or Bowens was in the wheelchair getting the crowd saying ass boys. Yeah. That's fun. I mean, I feel like the acclaimed like 
now that they're aligned with them, just feel like they've taken six steps down. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is but, like, geek. I'm here for it. They're having fun, well, and it's and kind there, of a geek. There's a great Jay Erlon who talked about what Billy Gunn's so, like, frustrated about his sons with, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah there was just sort of, like, they seem... Talking to- about how the acclaim- he's, like, treating the acclaimed better than his sons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they were. Uh, I mean, I mean, they at least got a decent match out of it. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the Gun man. Club is as like jobbery as they are, even though their record is like outstanding because they've just racked up wins on Dark and Elevation. Like, they're they're a fine low level heel tag team. I mean, um, right. yeah, this was fun stuff. I mean, unfortunately, we had another CM Punk botch off the rope again. Uh, it's just a shame. I'm not ripping on him. It sucks when that shit happens, especially two nights in a row. And especially when you're the new champ, but as he said in his promo, he's got to get better too. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see him team with FTR. Cause you know, we had the, the Dax and punk match, which was great. And punk actually in an interview referred to it as maybe the most perfect match he's ever had, which wow. was interesting. kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I would say the John Cena Money in the Bank 2011, which we reviewed, might right. be. But I know he's got a lot of distaste for WWE. So, mm. um, but yeah, cool to see them team together. They were all over his baby faces. So yeah, I don't think they're turning heel anytime soon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they did their fun um, tag team moves at the end where right. Punk hit the GTS into the big rig, yeah. which was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, fun little, you know, opening match to give the fans something to cheer about and let them see the new champ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think it was, you know, it, it, like it was a lot more fun than it, you know, had any business being, you know, I kind of thought I was like, yeah, ah, this is going to be squashy. And it wasn't, it was fun, you know, good, good way to bring, to bring in his reign and, you know, cool. Line, he's aligned with FTR. That's just going to be a, whole buttload of fun so mm-hmm. and then after the match punk says he's never done drugs but this must be what it feels like and then yeah. later is like yeah. fucking dax harwood's like i've done those things punk hasn't and this is what it feels yeah, yeah. i thought that was pretty <laughs> that funny is good yeah um but yeah this was just talking about like i said learning moments he needs to get better um you gotta call him the champ and uh harwood then got the mic and said what he said and gave a shout out to his wife and daughter was very impassioned um, about those are the only two things I care about more than pro wrestling Uh, cash Wheeler yet again, cast off to the side, doesn't get a chance to talk. No, it's fine. Dax is obviously the better promo man, but I'd like to see more of him. And then CM Punk mentions new Japan and how they have some of the best. And uh, he wants to be in the ring with the best. And he calls out, He's like, I know you're back there. And who do we see? The ace of the universe, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah. Um, have you seen him? Have we watched a match? Of I, his? I don't. I don't. I don't think so. so. I know. I know who he is uh, by yeah. osmosis via you. But, but yeah. yeah, legitimately one of the best wrestlers ever. Period. Yeah. I mean, he's past his prime now, but still, he's had in my mind, and I think Meltzer gave it five stars, a match with Tomohiro Ishii earlier yeah. this year. I had multiple five-star matches for him last year. Guy is a fucking legend. Yeah. Um, CM Punk's a legend in his own right, and I kind of thought Tanahashi would be facing Moxley, because Moxley has called him out several times, and then they were both involved in a fatal four-way match recently in New Japan in America. 
which was a great match. But we get Punk and Tanahashi, and it's going to be fucking great. Uh, Tanahashi definitely, you know, can't go with the pace that he used to, but one of the best in-ring storytellers there is. And I think you've heard maybe me and Azar say this, but he does. he's one of the best in getting you to root for him in the course of a match. He's just so good so passionate yeah. and i fucking love the guy so right it's gonna be it was just awesome to see him out there and hear his music as well yeah. um he's a handsome man but uh yeah very excited speaking of excitement and fireworks let's hear from mjf oh holy yeah holy shit yeah everybody in the world's like you know a lot of different you know places i guess on the internet that i've seen it like you know this sort of oh it's yeah it is mainstream fucking news for sure um where to start i mean god damn this was uh as real as it gets i mean i think we have uh shot ourselves into a work so to speak you know i think a lot of that shit going on was real and they figured out a way to do it on screen. Like I, I can't imagine there's any world where Tony Khan was unaware of what he was going to be saying. Out there. Sure. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I think so. I mean, yeah. but I loved how he brought up like big merger, meaning the Warner discovery merger, you know, executives in the building, you don't want something bad to happen. And then he ends up calling his boss a fucking Mark. <laughs> yeah. Which is wow fucking unbelievable yeah it was all business it was no like smirk or anything like and that. everything he said was true it felt yeah. like yeah i mean i don't although what i was curious about is he said he's the second biggest minute by minute draw who's the first yeah Who i don't know if be? you did you catch that he said like i'm the second you can look at the stats or whatever who's number one like i yeah. don't know who the in, fuck in, it in, in aew yeah CM Punk, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't think so. I mean, unless it was like Jericho, I guess Jericho, maybe that yeah. would probably be. And then those two were together for so yeah. long, but I was like, how is he not first? But like, he's said all the things that we've been saying on this show about he is the best in the world and he no one can match him on that microphone. And right, he's way better in the ring than people give him credit for. Um, Pay the man. like Exactly. And, and yeah. Keep he him here. Like, don't let him go. Yeah. Back up the fucking Brinks truck. Beep, right. beep. And give the man whatever he wants. Um, right. But yeah, when he really started going off the rails at the end, like the fire me, fire me, Tony. And I sent you that meme with the Vince faces next right, to it. Right. Yeah. Oh, so fucking good. Vince yeah. just going nuclear with red eyes. And yeah. The, that's, the that's, pretty, that's pretty great. Oh, but yeah, I mean, there's just so much to say on this. I mean, about him, like, you know, I have to be perfect every time I go out there. He's not wrong. He mm-hmm. he has elevated himself to the point where it's like, this is right. what we expect. Every exactly. Week. Yeah. You're, and you're exactly he delivers right. week after week yes. after week, as yes. he says, hitting grand slam after grand slam after grand slam. Yeah, he's right. Um, right. And, I, you know, did with all this shit that's coming out, like I'd read an article, apparently like a lot of AEW starter contracts, which I guess he may have gotten were only like 40 to $70,000 a year, but wow. that he had gotten a pretty significant raise, you know, at some point, but that I speculation is it's still like in the hundreds of thousands. Whereas guys like punk Cole Danielson, I believe are all getting paid millions and right. He deserves more than any of them. I think so. Like with what he has carried the company, as he said on his fucking back, 
as much as I love Hangman, MJF has carried this fucking company. Yeah, he is the, he, he, he is the, true, he is the true homegrown superstar. He, 100%. Is the fa- he is the face of the company, I think. Yeah. And he deserves to be compensated as such. Um, you know, what is going to happen from here? I don't know. I saw, um, you know, we think it's a work, but AE, and this could just be fueling it, but AEW removed him from their roster page and yeah. they removed all his merchandise from shopaew.com. You know, when the, when Punk did the whole pipe bomb thing in 2011, like he won the title and his contract expired and he left. Like, I thought he was going to be gone for a lot longer than he was, but it was yeah. only about a month. <clears throat> Clearly, they're setting this up where he's going away. Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't have turned, you know, taken him off the roster, taken his merch down. Right. I still feel confident that it's a work. And that- Oh, yeah, I do too. Like, I think it's pretty unquestionably, you know. But with something like that, where he basically tells his boss to fuck off, you know, lack of a better term, he needs to take time. Like, you can't just come back from that next week. Like, what are you you going to do? No, that's a tough one to come back from. And they've got time to tell that story. And what I was going to say earlier is that there was fan footage that emerged from Dynamite last night of like after his after they cut his microphone off, which I love that he just fucking spiked it. Yeah. Punk came out. Right. Yeah. Punk came out and like chased him out. Um, And clearly there's still something there. And Diesel brought up a great point earlier on BFR that he thinks and I agree that I do think MJF will be the one to beat Punk now, especially like it. I think that's got to happen, assuming he stays on with the company. Um, but that he said he thinks he'll do it in Chicago, which Ooh, would kind of bring that whole yeah. story full circle because he already beat him in Chicago twice, according to right. him. Um, and that would be just beautiful. So yeah. I do think that MJF will be the next AEW champ. I do think this is a work, but we are, I am fucking riveted. Yeah, I'm um, locked in for this. That was incredible last night. One of the best promos ever, period. He has two all-time promos this year. Already, this one, yeah. And then the one where he basically played the baby face about growing up as a Jewish boy in New York, right. blah, blah, blah. Two of the greatest wrestling promos of all time. That's not even mentioning La Dinner Debonair and the millions of other incredible shit he's done. Uh, Tony Khan, pay the man whatever he fucking wants because I right. do not want to see him go to WWE. Me neither, you. I mean, it would be interesting. Again, like Cody, I'd be very intrigued. I yeah. just, I love, I love him so much. I don't want him to go over there. So, yeah. anything else to add from this? I mean, I know we didn't touch on everything because there was so much good shit out of here. But um, I did love that the fan, like he, you know, they're chanting "shut the fuck up" at him initially, and then cheering him wildly at the end. I think they were they cheered him a lot whenever his music came on too. You yeah, know? they were pumped and then, for that. Meltzer said like during the break like there were just huge cheers for him still so yeah. gonna be wild this is, is one truly where it's like where the hell are they gonna go from here I just Who the I fuck think knows man take two months off TV you know something like that bring him back fresh before all out maybe yeah um but yeah it, it would suck that he's probably gonna miss forbidden door I would guess that's likely gonna happen at this point I mean I just don't see how they could bring him back within the next three weeks and build a feud for that. But so exactly. it's going to be a bummer to miss him on there, but bigger things to come. And yeah. yet again, MJF hottest angles on the show. I guess we aren't going to be saying that 
now, assuming he does take a little time off. But uh, someone else has got to carry the baton. But God damn, that was incredible. Um, Let's see. We have the return of the Redeemer, Miro, baby. First time since full gear 2021 when he lost to Danielson. Man, I was happy to see him. Um, He squashes Johnny Elite. (laughs) Poor Johnny Elite gets brought. So he... It was John Morrison in WWE. And oh, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it goes by Johnny Impact. Johnny, what was it? Johnny Mundo in yeah. um, fucking uh, Lucha Underground. If he goes to Ring of Honor, he'll be Johnny Honor. Yeah. But anyway, uh, he's gotten, well, I guess the Joe one wasn't a squash. This was definitely a glorified squash. He got a little bit of offense in, mm-hmm. but just very happy to see Miro back here. And uh, yeah. as I mentioned earlier, I think he could be, you know, one of the first opponents for CM Punk following forbidden door. Cause he's yeah. not losing. No, he, you know, he's definitely not. No, uh, I mean, like I knew that you knew this was going to be squashed, but it was really great to see Miro. I mean, he rules. Yep. Yes, he does. Uh, we got jazz and, um, and then we got Kingston come out and Ortiz come out and blood and guts come. <laughs> uh, everybody. It was just a big sausage fest. <laughs> for like better term. Yeah. I mean, there's not really much to say here. They recapped everything that we already just talked about. Um, Angelo Parker is still referring to the AEW galaxy. And he mentioned appreciate us, which I think is a, a knock to Roman Reigns, acknowledge us. But um, yeah, we got Kingston coming out basically wanting, like, I'll fight him all right now, which is his classic. Like Mike, mantra. Michael Adams, let me do it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So he's about to charge him. And then Ortiz, no Santana, just Ortiz comes and I, he fucking whacked Jericho right in the head with that sock full of balls. Yeah. And then uh, cut a hunk of, off his hair, didn't he? Yeah. That happened right after subsequent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I guess he had his hair ripped out during the match because he did say something about that. So yeah. I love it. Hair versus hair match. Who's That's losing first... hair? It'd make more sense for Jericho to lose it, you know, but even though his hair is like very much. I know. You know yeah. I think Ortiz will probably lose, but yeah. it would be so tight if Jericho lost. Yeah, that would be pretty wild. Uh, and Ortiz, I mean, his hair is kind of the whole, he's always crazy. Like that's kind of his thing too. So right. I don't know. I guess they're going to have this before Blood and Guts, which they announced is June 29th. So the yeah. show after Forbidden Door. So yeah. maybe they do this the week before. Um, but I'm. this is going to be great. I mean, definitely big stakes here. Um, and we haven't I don't know if we've seen Ortiz in a singles match. So um, no, I don't know if we have yeah. worthy. Yeah. And yeah, Blood and Guts should be interesting. Um Remember, they just had so many fucking commercials during the last one, uh, but it was fun. I yeah. mean, obviously, we had the the whole Jericho, the whole landing thing that caught some yeah, black, the, but, the falling off the you know. But you don't the, want him to kill himself, but uh, yeah. yeah, that should be fun. And obviously, there's a lot of bad blood here, yeah. pun intended. Yeah, and I feel like this would be a good exclamation point to all this, you know. Yeah, for especially sure. considering the wrestlers involved absolutely uh, the question is wheeler yuda will be back is yeah. he going to be left out of this because obviously know. they've got their five on five yeah that would be kind of a shame but you know you're not really going to pull any of these other guys out right jazz doesn't have a sixth member 
So unfortunately, Yuta might be left out of this, which is a shame because unless Jazz gets another member, but I guess five on five would make way more sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, unless something you know, Ortiz sits out after getting his head shaved, or they write they do an injury thing in that match. So we'll see. Um, But yeah, that should be exciting. And then we get a fun eight man tag or ten man tag. Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Christian, and Matt Hardy falling to the Young Bucks, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Hikaleo. Who's Hikaleo? Uh, so he is in New Japan. He's a or the younger brother of the Gorillas of Destiny, which is one of the they've been a big tag team over there for a while. Right. Um, he I think he was on one other dynamite. I can't even remember who he wrestled, but yeah. obviously they're kind of slowly working in some new Japan guys now. So good to see him. He's still pretty young and green, but he's obviously fucking huge. So right. I think he's got a little bit of a bright future, but um, yeah, this was a sweet match, just very chaotic, a lot going on, you know, as happens in these 10 man matches. And, um, uh, I thought this was a lot of fun, a lot of good double teams and just good action in general. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I thought that, you know, I th- thought it was good that, um, you know, somebody, I guess, like, I don't know, it certainly wasn't, um, the team that lost the young bucks, but I'm glad, you know, like somebody kind of, you know, got back at that and you know it seems like i don't know i feel like they're like pretty ripe for losing the title you know i think that they you know definitely needed to lose to like this crew and this crew could just could have used the win even though it's the young bucks you know yeah, and they pinned jungle boy right they did so, yeah i believe so yeah that's yeah. something we didn't even bring up yeah i guess technically the young bucks could have a claim to a title shot here because yeah. that's often how things go well, well, well they have the- and they have Lucha Bros match. coming up, and I don't think Lucha Bros have had a rematch against. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. so that could be kind of like a de facto number one contenders match, but essentially, yeah. That, I mean, this just goes to show how great this tag team division is. Where yeah. earlier we're talking about the Hardys and FTR, and not even mentioning the Young Bucks, and who else did we just mention? I don't know, but it's yeah. it's great. Exactly, it's great. It's great. Yeah, you got it. Anything else on the match? I thought uh, obviously Luchasaurus is always great. He did have some cool showdowns with Hikaleo, the two yeah. big boys. Um, I love the ending was great where they kind of were all doing their double team moves. Um, I know O'Reilly and Fish hit that that high low kick that they do, and then followed yeah. by the Meltzer driver. But chaotic good times. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a good way to put it. Chaotic fun. Chaotic fun. Um, then there was a backstage with Keith Lee, Swerve, and his posse. Which what he say? He's gonna be on that mogul stuff. Yeah, uh, that's I, I'm down with it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He had a posse in NXT too. Um, cool. So then we have uh, Athena coming out for her uh, promo until Jade says, "Tony, cut the shit." Her trademark there. We got Stokely Hathaway talking a little bit, not too much here, uh, but you get to see enough of his chops. Uh, right. Yeah. The publicist, uh, you know, Athena's wanting a title shot, and then Kiara Hogan steps in, which brings Anna Jay out. And I think that Statlander end up showing up too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so, all right, we got a little something here, a uh, little, little feud cooking between these three and the baddies that. Sizzling. Hopefully, as we mentioned earlier, could lead to a Chris Statlander heel turn. I think that would be something very effective coming out of this. But uh, I think at the work, we're going to have an Athena Jade match at some point, which uh, should be really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that should be like, like you said, first best challenger in a while. Like it's been a long time coming. Yeah. And then like she's Athena, held the TBS belt for a while. I feel like now. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that tournament ended what, like, end of last year ish. Yeah, so it's been half a year. year. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, and Athena, for what little she talked, pretty good, pretty good promo. Um, then we have Wardlow squashing JD Drake. Wardlow's got music again, um, and <laughs> this was great. And then Shivani came in, and here trots out our boy Smart Mark Sterling, serving serving in papers for beating the shit out of all these security guards. Yeah. Which, that had been like a bit on BTE. Like uh-huh. he had a commercial for something like that. Um, so to see that actually play out was pretty damn funny. Um, yeah. That guy's awesome. I, yeah, I know it is awesome, yeah. And then, um, the what did Wardlow do? He like powerbombed that one security guard, ripped, yeah. the, ripped the summons up and shoved it in his mouth. And, yeah. And I think, was it smart mark? He's like, that man has a family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's who good. it was, but yeah. yeah, that was a good fun. And, um, yeah, I, I really don't know where Wardlow goes from here. I don't want him to just keep squashing people, but right. again, when you're up at that level, there's only so much you can do. So, right. Let's just start getting him into some longer feuds with legit opponents and yeah. he can win. But yeah, yeah I'm kind of tired of seeing the squashes. Now that he's like freed from the shackles and is his own man, let's uh let's see him wreak some havoc. I'll tell you what, a Wardlow Miro match would be something. Yeah, no, that would oh yeah, that would be pretty that feisty. would be something nice. Like yes. yeah, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Um, and we had some, yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Scorpio Sky is gonna be facing Dante Martin. As yeah. he, they talked about, in that and then promo. Dante Martin kind of talked very weak, you know. Yeah, like, uh, he, yeah. Got, he got some work to do. I think I'm better than you right now. Uh, and he kind of like came like you know ambling into the frame. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still got a lot of work to do on the promos, right? But. Yeah. And then we had the tag match we mentioned earlier: Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hader um, falling to Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. Yeah, this was. Felt like this had a lot of urgency. It was physical. Uh, get to see, like Jamie Hader. I feel like she's got so much untapped potential. Yeah. Um, we need to get her away from Brit. She's just. I feel like she's really good, and it's just kind of brought down by her a little bit. Yeah, and it's been long enough. But yeah, um, yeah I thought this was a really fun, very exciting uh, match. Yeah, yeah. No, like I agree. Like I thought it was pretty. Uh, pretty exciting i don't know like it kind of came at sort of a i don't know uh like a lull point like during all this kind of like you know yeah and it's right stuff. before the main event as yeah, well. yeah yeah you know but i thought they did great for, you know about 10 minutes time they were given i think ruby and tony have good chemistry you know and, and, and like, good and, and a lot of people i remember when ruby soho first came they're like oh she's just here to lose to brit and get buried and it's like no it's like she's a pretty good wrestler it's just taking her oh yeah a very like gradual bit to kind of you know, and like, I don't know, like that'd be like, has she ever fought Thunder Rosa? Uh, not that I can think of. Yeah. So, yeah, that could be something. Yeah, yeah. That could, be, that could I mean, it'd be face versus face, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, no, no I, I like I like her more and more, you know, and kind of the more I see her less out of the title picture where it's like an obvious loss, you know, yeah. like, you know, the more I can kind of get into her, like what she does. And Ruby did pin Brit, too. So. Yes interesting even though yeah. she just took the l um and then we head into our main event with oh beforehand they showed vince vaughn and macaulay Culkin yeah, in macaulay, the crowd he was there with i first saw him there because freddie prince jr did a tweet where he's like hey i'm here he was here with him you know oh, apparently okay. freddie prince jr is involved in wrestling 
Yeah, he, so he was a former SmackDown writer, like sometime in the mid 2000s, and has like always been involved in some way. But yeah, apparently he's wanting to start his own promotion. So, wow. oh wow, yeah, let's go, Freddie. Yeah, no, so yeah, he was there with like some other writer, and then Mac was there on the far end. Yeah, yeah, just it's kind of like in the background. Yeah. Um, but Moxley defeats Daniel Garcia in what was an awesome match, like probably like the Wheeler Yuta light. Like this was like a light version of his Yuta match. Well, like, and also like Moxley, he had like the stitches from the previous. Yeah, so he cut him open, the, and yeah. that was it was during the commercial, right? Because it's like we come back, and then he's just fucking gushing. Yes, yeah. And I think they mentioned, or Jericho was on commentary. He mentioned that he like busted open his stitches, but yeah, this was great. Definitely one of the best Garcia matches we've seen, and that's saying something. I mean, the guy can fucking work. Right. Um, but yeah, this, it went like, as it was happening, I thought it was going to end sooner than it did without knowing, like, what time it was. Yeah. Uh, but fucking Garcia just kept fighting, kept fighting. Again, it reminded me a lot of that wheeler Yuta match, where, it, like, you know, Moxley's Moxley, and he's a bad motherfucker, but it took him a lot to put this guy down. It did, yeah. Um, and it just it's a testament to Garcia and obviously Yuta before that these guys can hang and they're young and they're definitely a big part of the future of this company. Oh, yeah. And Garcia is like, you know, that and that like, you know, real long match. He had was it punk that he had it against. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah, had a yeah. couple good ones against Kingston on Rampage. So yeah, like, like, like some long endurance matches, you know, yeah. like, yeah, you know, he's been really good, I think. When it's um, just so funny that he's with Jass because he is the opposite of anything sports entertainment, which is what's been so cool for him because he's been able to like work that character side a little bit as yeah. well. Because we all know he could wrestle. Um, and he's what 23? Like, yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, I, that bright, bright future for him. And I thought this match was excellent. Yeah, no, I thought this was like, especially like I kind of thought like West Coast people, like also it's like 7 p.m. almost like 6 45. This is going on for you all. Yeah, you mentioned uh, yesterday you're like to get you would have to get there or at 4 p.m. Local for the time start is, for the start yeah, is when yeah, dark just, starts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, it was um, you know, like it was neat to like, you know, have this first West Coast show and then have another big blood fest, you know. Like it seems like they're they really kind of you know knew what worked about the anarchy in the UK and then did the <laughs> arena and then, uh, and then kind of, you know, just had a little bit of a coda to that. Yeah. I thought for and sure. that was really nice. And they'll both obviously be involved in blood and guts too. So now there's kind of history there. Um, yeah. Great way to cap off a great show. Um, yes, sir. yeah, that's uh you got anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, dude. You better you better not steal olive oil at the game. Oh shit! Watching party. No, I I, I I enjoyed watching this dynamite a little better than I watch enjoyed watching double or nothing. My double or nothing watching experience was halved because I yeah caught a little bit of it. You know, in between sleeping after forecastle. Um. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like this, I mean, I guess it was just a TV show that was more succinct, but I don't know. There was just a, yeah. like a, like, a, like an energy for it being the first show on the West coast. And I think they really brought it and that was cool. Yeah, I agree. And just, you know, always first show out of a pay-per-view is always somewhat exciting to see, you know, where the, the chess pieces are going to start yeah. moving. So, uh, yeah, and you're right. The, the California crowd was definitely hot all night and we'll see on rampage Friday. It's which also at the forum. No, it's in Ontario, California, Where's that? Uh, which I believe 
I don't know if it's where the Bucks are from. They're from Rancho Cucamonga, but I think yeah. it's like pretty close. So it's like a hometown thing for them, especially, okay. which is why what's, they're facing the Lucha Bros. What's, so that, what's, that match what's should the be closest awesome. large? What, uh, what's the closest large city to that? Ontario, California. I think it's LA. Is I don't LA? think it's too far from LA. Yeah, yeah, east of Los Angeles. So yeah, it's yeah, a suburb. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, great shit. And uh, we'll be back next week. Yes. Who knows what day and who knows what we'll be talking about. Uh, hope you enjoyed Jack Tony's bachelor party as much as we did. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty wild <laughs> recounting that totally true uh, factual event. Yep. It happened. <laughs>